Howdy, friends. Welcome back to Experience Design with Tony Dosat. I happen to be Tony Dosat. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you've come back for more, I want to thank you for joining me. And if you find value in what you're hearing, please do take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. It's always greatly appreciated. And with that, what do you say we jump into the interview? Okay, here we are with Frank from G'day Frank. Hey. Just, I just like saying it. <laughs> this is the thing a lot of people say when they go, oh, have a have a good day, Frank. I'm like, that's not how you use it in context in Australia. It's just you say it as a greeting, like, g'day, mate, kind of thing, rather than saying have a good day, um, which is a weird Aussieism, I guess. But Is it ever said like, what's up? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like I would yeah. greet someone if they walk by by me on the street and they said hi, I'd say g'day. Or someone came to my front door, I'd say g'day, how you doing? What can I help you with? That kind of thing. Man, am I glad we covered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's covering the big topics up front. <laughs> That's it. We can yeah. sign off now. Done. Job done. Anyways, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. You are on Instagram. We actually started Oh, roughly around the same time as far as getting the yeah. content out there. You've pulled ahead, um, but you are a master of your content, which makes sense because you're a brand designer. Mm-hmm. And it you, you just scroll through and you're like, man, this guy knows what's up. So before we get into that and we get into all the things, Frank, how did you get to where you are today? How did you start? I'll keep it brief because I think I've told this a few times, but I told it a very long way. So the long and short of it, let's say, is that I started um, straight out of uni working in a TV production company for seven years. Really loved it. It was very autonomous in terms of doing my own thing for the business. I was the only designer, so the be all and end all of that kind of side of creativity. The business was very creative, given that you have to make TV shows of the likes of like American Idol for yourself in America or Family Feud here in Australia, a few different dramas, all those kinds of things in in between where I was designing logos for show identities. So if they were going to be shown on screen, that would have like their logo. So the Family Feud logo in Australia, I did a reversion of the American one, let's say, um, or it was doing big livery on the sides of um, Airbus aircraft um, up in Asia on um, an AirAsia aircraft and one called Jetstar, another airline here in Australia. Um, so that's a huge proof of concept to see your design really big scale. Um, but I got to a point where it was a bit stagnant. I was doing the same thing kind of over and over and over, um, mainly for development uh, production stuff. So coming up with new ideas to then pitch to a network. And uh, life got in the way a bit though. I think I probably would have started the business that I have now maybe two to three years earlier if I hadn't got married had a child and then um, I think by the end of 2017 I was like okay this needs to I think happen next year so come 2018 1st of July is the start of our financial year here in Australia um, I started G'day Frank and it was off the back of having an interest in branding liking design of logos especially being overrun with um, advertising that I just I'm an absolute whore for advertising. I'll just sort of take whatever I like um, <laughs> and, and, and really um, someone can really sell me fairly easily, but I can still see through some of the bullshit, I guess you could say. Um, but I like the idea of just branding, seeing something from start to, to finish, um, see that fruition happen in that, that kind of 
concept in someone's mind being a business owner to then see the results um, and have a part from start to finish in that. I think that's where um, I like branding. Whereas as a kid, I wanted to be an animator and then I realized that you didn't really have a huge amount of um, skin in the game to see that end result from what your little input would be to the maximum output. Um, so that's where I stuck with branding and it's focusing on small businesses, mainly here in Australia. Um, I do still work with my previous employer, um, still do a lot of TV production work for some other companies as well. Um, but yeah, that's where I am now and starting good day, Frank. And I think the big thing is that I just absolutely enjoy it. Like it feels like it's something I should have done a while ago, but I think fate has its way. And I think timing always has been right in some way, shape or mm. form with how I've sort of come to be um so i don't regret not starting this earlier i think at the time it was right and um i think it's just being patient in life to see where it could take you like i have a lot of ambition in here um but to then execute on that i have to be patient i realize that rather than rushing or, or having false starts things like that to just sort of see where things go and not be too planned out like a lot of people say do you have a five-year plan i'm like no i don't have a five-year plan i have a 12-month plan um, cause I don't know where life could take me. Like next year I could have another child and that could throw another spanner in the works. You never yeah. know. Um, but that's when, where I'm when, at now. So you started, um, your kids, what, two, three, two. Yeah. He's two now. So he was two last month. So I have a two year old. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I have a two and a three year old. Um, oh, lucky you. Yeah. They're the same age for a month. Um, that, <laughs> that's weird, isn't it? So let me just get this straight. You hmm. were, at a full-time gig, mm -hmm. you had the kid. Yep. And then a year later, you bounced and started your own small business. Correct. It was something I'd always wanted to do. I think that was the driving factor. Um, was there fear? Like, sure. I think it was a calculated decision, however. Like I walked out the door with a contract in hand from that previous employer to keep uh. working. With them. So that was kind of why the sense of fear wasn't really there. Um, so I had some ground to play with, you know, I had, you know, some room to move and could go out there and take my time to establish the business, really learn what the hell it is to be a business owner and put on the 17 different hats you need to and, uh, and execute on and what your dream is, let's say, um, and do it, you know, because you love it. Like that's, that's a big thing. Like I'll come back into my office after having dinner, put my kid to bed and just enjoy making content let's say for the business it might not be client work but doing stuff for myself for this business to play the long game of content creation which it is on social media i love it it's, it's fun it's enjoyable it's good to have that conversation rather than just being stuck in your own office just you may as well be talking to a brick wall kind of thing but <laughs> yeah that, that's it it's inspiring to hear and i hope that others listening feel that inspiration as well because having started some business before it there are times when it's really hard times when you start to really doubt yourself especially if you've got mouths to feed etc but yeah. one thing that i always have a problem getting past and it's not that damaging to my psyche but hmm. i'm always like dang i should have started this three years ago i should have started this two years hmm. ago and i start imagining where I would have been if I was doing boom, all this stuff three years ago. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, and really it just inspires me to like do the thing now. Yeah, if, exactly. 
Does that ever plague you? To the people that I encounter, let's say on Instagram, that might DM me and go, Frank, what should I be doing with this? Or what should I be doing with that? And you go, well, how old are you? And they say, I'm 22. And I'm personally, I'm 31. They say, I'm 22. I said, if I knew what I do now at your age, I would take that opportunity hands down. But in the same respect, I wouldn't have it any other way the way I've got to where I am now. Because I think, as I said before, timing, fate, all the rest of it is what it is that you're right here now for. Um, and when you're going and all the rest of it, you, you might not know what happens in the next 12 months as much as you try and plan it or the next five years or 10 years or whatever. Um, but there is some doubt in there that you kind of think maybe it's imposter syndrome or not to think is what I'm doing right now worth it to somebody else or is it worth it to my family? Like the whole, if there's anxiousness of not having the work come in, let's say as a business owner, that's the trepidation that you have or that sort of juggling act you need to, to keep going until all the balls fall down around you and you go, hell, what the hell am I going to do now? Um, mm -hmm. I think you just need, need to remain positive. And the biggest thing for mindset wise for me is I've learned, I think I probably learned this about three years ago, maybe four was that I always get the job done. Like I've never not had something turn out for the positive. There's been some real crap times. Let's put it that way. But to know that always that either the job gets done for a client um, when I'm anxious about getting something done or that the work will come through because I'll think to myself, I need some work the next two months. Otherwise this is going to go a bit South. It sort of happens. Mm. And that's, it, I don't know if it's my own actions. I hope it probably is. I'd like to think it is. Um, but yeah, fate has a funny way of dealing out your cards. And for me, I've just always fallen back on my laurels to think that, positive mindset to think okay it's going to happen one way or another it's up to you to put in the bloody hard work and do it or sit back and see what happens but i like to have a bit of both i think that kind of <laughs> takes away the pressure let's say it's really interesting i i've been thinking about fate and luck a lot and i've mm. discussed it a little bit with actually um will patterson i had on and oh, nice. what are your thoughts on luck you know, I, I think it's, it's like I don't want to be a pessimist in saying I don't believe in luck, but I don't think it's a pessimistic view to not believe in luck. No, I, no, find, I would agree with that. I find myself to be fortunate in areas. I find myself to be blessed by my family. Mm. But luck mm. is this thing that's like, what does it even mean? Kind of a thing what you like the, the age old saying luck is what you make it kind of thing. Like I've heard that a few times before and or you make your own luck let's say um and you do i mean if you're putting yourself out there i think that's the big thing that could give you the opportunity um if you're not putting yourself out there you're not giving yourself the opportunity to be lucky um if you're going to sit there and mope about life and think why me why me why me and you're not doing anything to change that situation you know you're just going to think well why did you know i get deal dealt the the shitty card there are instances which are totally out of your control i understand things like health especially is something that you just can't be um, yeah. fortunate enough to predict and i've had that just recently with some family um which they've just been dealt you know a real shitty card but um 
looking at them, let's say, as an example, their positive mindset out of the situation that they're in makes whatever is in my head that is just getting me down pale in comparison. And that's what gives you that inspiration to keep going, to think if they can do it, man, you can, you know, get off your ass and do something about it um, mm. and make your own luck. So, yeah. I think we're on the same page there. Hmm. Wasn't that touching? Probably, <laughs> I'd say many people probably are on the same page as whether or not you really, what your kind of belief structure is. Like, I it, I think luck in a an Irish leprechaun kind of way would be winning the lotto tomorrow. Like, that would be very <laughs> lucky because the odds are just not in your favour whatsoever. Uh, you'd be better having luck, you know, being hit by a bus tomorrow than you would winning the lotto tomorrow. Like, that's, that's the yeah. long and short of it, but... And for career stuff, you know, it's, it's, I, I forget who says it and then I'll butcher the quote, but <laughs> it's about life not happening to you that you happen to life or events, events aren't happening to you. You are happening to events. Yeah. If you're not, as I said, if you're not putting yourself in that situation, the event isn't happening. It's like, does a tree fall in the woods if no one's there to hear it? Like, Hmm it's a deep consideration of thought. That's the, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> when I've got a guest down under, got to go deep sometimes. <laughs> got to go deep down under. <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's pivot here. Yeah. In your small business that you have as a brand designer, mm-hmm. a client finds you, you go to a client. What is that process like? to first of all maybe help guide them and educate them in the difference between oh i need a logo or i need some signage or whatever it happens to be Mm -hmm. in well we actually need to look at your entire identity and your brand what is that process like for you i think it's probably now more than let's say this time last year which is a very short amount of time is that that perspective has changed to say yeah, let's do your logo. If you've come into, if you come to me for a logo, let's do it. Let's, you know, I think we could really solve that problem, rather than actually asking what the problem is to begin with. Um, so now it's kind of like, why do you need this? Like, what will this do for your business? Will this change anything? And I remember a call just recently with um, a bloke that I don't know if the idea was his own to rebrand his business. I think it might have been some pressure from those around him. Um, and I could kind of sense that in the fact that he wasn't sort of 100% sure of why he was doing this. And I said, well, what's what's going on with your business at the moment? And really drilled into that kind of thing of what you do, how you do it, who's around you, and is there a problem there? And the problem was that he's being outplayed by his competitor. And I said, well, what are you doing differently? He goes, nothing. Like I'd make the same thing for a better price and they still go with this person. And I said, well, why is that? And you get to the point where you figure out that they've, presented themselves much better or that they're just charging what they're charging to be successful. And um, I said, to be honest, mate, I don't know if branding is your problem or that branding is your solution here. I think all you'd probably just need to change is your mindset to charge more and that'd be that. And that can be the conversation. That's it. I'm happy to walk away with that and just give Mm. you that little nugget to walk away with. Whereas another client might come to me and they have started their business. It's been going for a year or so, or maybe even three, let's say, and they've never had the 
opportunity to look and reflect at their business they just had to get it started they started from very humble beginnings they've built it up something to something now that has some presence and has some rapport with their customers and they want to capitalize on that to present something that reflects whatever it is that got going on and what their customer perception is um, to build a brand or a brand identity let's say and it's like yeah you're the perfect candidate for something like this where we want to capitalize and, and really um, bring together every little piece that is what makes up your business and you know really refine it down into something that communicates all that and so it's just having that conversation up front with that person before getting into any further steps there's several steps in it. Like I put a post up the other day, there was about, I think, eight steps or less to get to the point of that final solution. If it is a branding identity solution, but sometimes it could be just general design work, like the amount of PowerPoint presentations I've done for people in certain <laughs> contexts. Um, that doesn't require strategy. It's just doing. Um, but it's in the same respect. I'm still asking a question of um, who's this for? How will you be presenting it? and um, the questions that kind of give some more context behind just what it looks like. It doesn't mean that I need to read everything that's in that PowerPoint because I just don't have the time to really gain that huge amount of context. But to ask the question of who it's for, how you're going to present it and why this is the thing um, that you're doing, that, that's all I need to know. The why is just huge in every aspect. It's a game changer. <laughs> So let me ask you, do you get a lot of referrals? You know how, yeah. if yeah. I'm... Every, everything is referrals. Is referrals. Yeah. You don't do that's any probably, sort of outreach. There's probably been maybe two, two or three times, I think, now that I've put myself out there, but it was based on somebody looking for someone like myself. Mm -hmm. Facebook group, I think, a couple of them. And it was just simply writing an email then it progressed into a phone call and it either went somewhere or it didn't. They were probably the three opportunities that I've put out there. Otherwise everything's been still riding that wave of referrals. Um, but I think in the way I would move forward with my business now, it's only 13 months mature, let's say, or still young. If you want to do glass, glass half empty um, would be to play the long game. Um, mm -hmm. So it's working with, what I have now to then be able to play a longer game of practicing what I preach, making a brand with G'day Frank to um, make use of say social media to build these long form relationships with businesses. So instead of just making content for G'day Frank, it's a lot of the stuff that you might not see on face value where I'm direct messaging a business and saying, Hey, thanks for either the follow or I've just discovered your page. The view at your premises looks amazing. I want to come and visit it one day, or I've always loved your product for many, many years. Um, can we, you know, come up next time and actually meet each other in person? Because I just want to know more about you guys. And there's none of that has any um, salesy, kind yeah. of discussion in it it's just being a human being about it without having to say hey i do this do you need this and it just doesn't work like that way everyone just sort of sees it and goes get, get away from me kind of thing um and and you can feel it too when someone does it to you like someone did it to me on linkedin the other day and it was just a cookie cutter response or a cookie cutter message and this is from a marketing person and i was just thinking 
step up your game, mate. Like, that's uh, the thing that just, as my grandfather used to say, just fries my onions. You know, <laughs> when you get a follow or you get um, someone requesting to mm. connect with you on LinkedIn, and mm-hmm. then immediate without pause, or it's part of their ask to connect with you, is yep. their sales pitch. It's yep. like, if you were to do that to anybody on the street, I'd think that you were a weirdo. Yeah. Or they phone called you up or something like that, you know? Yeah. Why is it any different on social media just because you've got the avenue to do so? It doesn't mean you have to do it or you need to do it. Um, I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it puzzles me to think that if you just took five minutes, even this person, especially to, to, you've obviously seen my profile. You see that I have a business. Look at my business. Go to my website. Within five minutes, you'll know what my customer base is, what my business is about. And you'll at least shown me that you have some genuine interest, if any, uh, um, in what I do to be able to want to trust you, I guess. If you show an interest in me, then I might show some interest in you rather than just act negatively back to it. And it's like a cold call from a call center where you're just like, nope. The time has flown by here because we're having mm-hmm. a little bit of fun. So before I ask you the final question that I ask every guest, where can people find you? If you want to go to my website, it's g'dayfrank.com. So G-D-A-Y frank.com. Same Instagram handle on, sorry, same for the Instagram handle. So at g'dayfrank on LinkedIn, there's a company page there as well, which is g'dayfrank. On Twitter, it's g'dayfrankau. Oh, for, is for Australia because there's some suspended profile that has at G'day Frank and no matter Didn't how just much piss I you did, off the amount of times I've messaged Twitter with no avail about it I'm like it's been 13 months since I started this account and you still won't remove it but uh, yes Facebook page as well G'day Frank that's probably the best three or four great and I'll also put some links in the show notes for you fine awesome. folks listening. Now for the final question I ask every guest, which is what object or thing that's non-digital that you own means the most to you or has impacted your life the most and why? It's a lightsaber. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why it's uh, it's something that when I was a kid I used to walk outside in my own time grab a stick and start waving the hell out of it thinking I was Luke Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi or whoever and I was thought to myself gee it would be awesome to hold something like that and uh, last year my wife bought me a custom-made lightsaber like this thing is legit this thing would kill a robber um it's made out of um, airline grade aluminium wow Um, and it lights up and it makes all the whole whiz bang sounds it has a thing that lights it up and everything but it it kind of captures who i am as just that childish person that hasn't kind of grown up in some respects um but just kind of gives you that escapism to think you know if life was like a Jedi, what would you make of it kind of thing? Would you go to the light side and do good or would you go to the dark side and, and just really tear some stuff up? Um, 
so that's just this the silly object that i think i don't think it's silly but i think it's just something that many people might find silly um that's a great answer and man if there was a fire you're gonna grab that lightsaber uh possibly yeah I think I'd probably have to grab a few things, other things first, to be honest. But uh, I'm sure you'll get your son, make sure he's fine, whatever. Get the cat, you know. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She right, Thank you so much for being on, and I can't wait to have you back again. Thank you so much, Tony. It's awesome. This is really good. I like this. I really like this. All right, friends, with that, we will call it a week. Again, I want to thank my guest and thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and if you did, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening. Also, if you want to look behind the scenes and have even more design goodies in your face and in your ears, you can follow Experience Design on Instagram at xdpodcast. Until next time, friends, stay curious. Experience Design with Tony Dosett is part of XD Media, LLC. All opinions are my own and do not reflect those of my current or former employers. Hosting and publication of the podcast is through Buzzsprout.